that sound. Fabby Grind, there's a hustle. Fabby J, there was a rustle. And here's how to do it. This is Finance T with Paris K. Hey, 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 it is your girl, Paris K. And today I am joined by... I am joined by Elle. She is the owner of an interior design business. I am so excited to have her on today. She's going to give us a brief intro before I ask her all these questions about interior designing and just give us a brief bio. And just by the way, so you guys, if you don't know, I love, love, love your work. Okay. Like they do a phenomenal job at like recreating space and just making the space be like where you want to be. Like you want to be in that space (laughs) ultimately. So without further ado, I'm going to let her take over and give us a brief intro. Oh my God, Paris, that was awesome. I don't know if I'm deserving of that, but thank you so much. Hi, everyone. (laughs) My name is Elle. I am the CEO and principal designer of Decorel. We are based in Washington, D.C., Virginia, and Maryland area. And we've been running for, I think, about three years now. We're in our three-year run. And we're a small, Black-owned, fully woman-run company. And yeah, I'm just kind of excited to give you guys a little background about interior design and the ins and outs of the business. So I'm excited. Let's let's get this thing, you know, started. <laughs> yes. And did you guys hear that? They are black owned. And yes. Owned. And y'all know I'm all about my black girl magic. Yes. Right here. So, yes. Empowering. <laughs> yes. And before we jump into like interior designing, we wanted to know what you did prior to doing interior designing or if you did interior designing before. So it's really funny. A lot of people, like, it's one of the questions, like, anyone who meet me is like, oh, have you been doing this all your life? And actually, no. I actually have a master's in, I have an MBA, master's in business administration. And prior to this, I was working in operations. So I was once a director of a clinic, and I worked with an advertising agency in their administrative and finance and HR department. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, how did you kind of get into interior design? (laughs) And funny story, my dad would always visit Africa. I'm from Ghana, born and raised. Mm -hmm. And he would come back and I would change a room in the house. True story. And he'd come back to like his bedroom (laughs) painted or my bedroom painted and he'd start yelling. And then in the middle of him yelling, he'd be like, oh, but Ellen, this is nice. You know, it kind of gave me confidence and I kind of took that creativity. I didn't really do much with it, but I would start like, you know, in my dorm room at Michigan State University, we did like dorm competitions and I won every single year. I moved to UMBC and then my friends would come over to my apartment and be like, how did you even get this, you know, student apartment? You guys know (laughs) it comes with those boring furniture that's already there, but If you stepped into my apartment, it just looked like a completely different space. And it wasn't until I was like, probably the lowest in my life that I was like, you know what, let me just try something new. So I had no 
kind of inside about interior design I think my family were just like a creative bunch and it's just Mm -hmm. something that always kind of spoke to me but before this I was in business funny enough (laughs) you know what I love that story actually (laughs) it's like you pivoted from doing exactly what you went to school for I mean that I feel like that's a lot of people's story like Mm -hmm. you go to school for one thing and then you end up doing something Something completely Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm. but you can still use your degree to what you are doing so I mean kind of works hand in hand yeah yeah no like I, I definitely tell people having an MBA is a big part of design because what people don't know is what you see is actually 80% business behind the scenes it's not just right. you know a lot of people are like oh you get to spend so many people's money and I'm like yeah that's fun <laughs> but the other 80% is things that you know we don't really show you guys and it's all it all really has to do with business so it definitely came in handy came in clutch <laughs> So would you consider yourself to be an interior designer mm-hmm. or a decorator? That is a perfect question. Okay, so I'm from Ghana and I mm-hmm. love I love my Nigerians. You know, Bay is from mm-hmm. Nigeria, so I can't, you know, they're like your brother and sister that you fight with. We always have like a healthy competition. And I always tell people when you ask me if I'm a if you call me a decorator, that's almost like calling me a Nigerian. It because right. it's like two different things right it doesn't mean it's a bad thing obviously but I feel like a decorator is someone who comes in your space and and there's a lot of you know people who do this on the side because they haven't yet figured out I guess the long-term you know business side of being an interior designer they just come in they put some paintings up you know they'll put a few new pillows on your couch I'm not that I am a designer so that means I can build a house from scratch which we have I like to break down your walls. I like to come in your kitchen that you have that you think, oh, I don't have enough money to do this whole space again. But I come up with creative ways to make it look completely brand new. Maybe it's a little outdated and I make it look modern. So I feel like when you have to really go in depth with contractors and know kind of codes that the state has, those in depth things is what I think that's what separates designers from decorators for sure. Right. So definitely like people who are investors, they probably would need your services. Yes. Well. They probably never even thought about hiring an interior designer. They're yes. probably just thinking, I just need to hire a contractor because they can do that work as well. Exactly. So- and that's not the case. Contractors don't design. They just, so I have a full-time contractor and he's great at what he does, but something mm-hmm. he always jokes about this. He's like, sometimes I have no idea where she's taking this vision and I'm like, oh, this ain't gonna look right. And as soon as we're done, he's like, mm, she's the designer because it always, you know, he can't see the vision, but he always, right. you know, understands and respects my choices. And it just, you know, thankfully ends up being something spectacular for sure. Right. Yep. So it comes together at the end. Yeah. That's what I was like. <laughs> okay. So when I got my basement done, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my, I just kept telling my friends, I was like, oh my God, he got so much stuff. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to come together. I was like, a, really, I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. And so then when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, why was I so nervous? Yeah. What is wrong with me? Like, let people do their job. Oh, and just sit back. Preach and that. <laughs> Please preach that. And it's funny because a lot of my clients will say that. And one thing I've realized being in this business is when you have a client, just they just will never see it. And it's your job to advocate for your work. So some yeah. clients are a little bit more difficult. And some just are like, here's my money. Don't call me. Don't text me. 
do my house. And those are literally my favorite people in the world because they don't kind of disrupt my design process. But I also right. understand it's like, it's your house, it's your baby. You know, I get to come and then I leave, but you have to be in there for a very long time seeing this design every single day. So you, you, it's, you have a right to question it for sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And your space needs to be exactly what you want to be, especially right now because of COVID-19. Yes. You have to stay in the house. Oh. So, of course, you want your, you want to have at least one space in a house that you like. OK, look, I want to go to this room. This is my room. It's the lit room or something. So I definitely, definitely understand like having a room that you just love when you walk in. So how is your business doing during with COVID-19? Oh, my gosh. It is. Do you know what? I actually was very nervous about this. I know that a lot of small businesses don't have the maybe a little of a privilege that we currently have, but mm-hmm. we are good in terms of finances. But I, it's definitely different. We actually had a consultation, a booked consultation today. And my sister is like, you know, see, I told you, you need to be, you know, calm. You need to be you know, it, it's just, it's nerve wracking because a lot of the right. projects that we've been working on, we would have been able to reveal them by now. And I know that's what people look forward to the most. And it's what I look forward to the most. Yeah. But unfortunately, we can't do that. And there's so many projects that we've actually finished, but we can't actually go to the client's house and put the furniture together. And so it's kind of disheartening. But in terms of right. people reaching out, we still surprisingly are having people still reach out, whether it be for e-design or letting us know, look, as soon as this thing is over, let me just pay my consultation. Let's do a virtual one. As soon as this is over, you are coming over and you are doing my house. And it's truly, truly appreciated. I thought before I was like, you know, in the middle of this, people are losing jobs. People are losing their lives. And I was like, there's no way design is going to be on their minds. But I also realized everyone is at home. So all you see around you is this living room that you hate so much or this kitchen. (laughs) You're like, dang, I wish this kitchen would look nicer. Like I'm spending all my time at home. And it's actually, you know, it's actually working out for our benefit. I thought it would be against us, but we've actually had people reach out. Like I did a little video on putting together my office. I have a show on our Instagram Mm -hmm. called House of L and it's taking you guys through every step of me designing my apartment. And I thought I thought it was really important to show like my mindset and why I chose certain pieces. And that thing went viral and people are like, hey, I need you to do my home office because this is all I'm using right now, you know? And I want it to be comfortable. Right. So actually it's working out for our benefit in a very weird way. Right, I love how it's taking all businesses and making them so creative and stepping outside of what they may seem as like their comfort yes. zone. It's stepping outside of your comfort zone in order to attract like business that you didn't even know that you had. So I love it. And like I said, your work is phenomenal. You and your team, you guys are a beast. Everything that I see on that page, I'm always like, (laughs) I'm always sharing with my friends. I'm like, girl, go to this page, this page. They have everything. And I love how you guys break down like, when you do a yes. project and you guys tell like how much yes and people love like, that that's so important people love that show and it's my sister's idea I run the business with my sister and it's called what's mm-hmm. its cost and I realized designers don't disclose this to clients because they don't want to they, they don't want to discourage you from spending more but the whole point of decoral right. it really wasn't to make money I, I actually never thought 
I would be able to do this full time. It was just to show people how you can do design on, you know, an okay budget. It's always been like a luxurious thing. So people see, albeit, you know, certain people are like, oh, I thought that was going to be less, but I love the design. I mean, this is a luxury at the end of the day. It's not something that you absolutely need, but I think it makes such an impact on your life. But what's it cost has made waves. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people play it. And I'm just like, what? This is crazy. It's kind of gotten out of hand, but they love to kind of guess and know like, okay, how much am I going to need to hire the girl? Or how much does this space cost? And I actually think it's benefit. It's beneficial to us. It kind of like weeds out people who, some people will just call us to be like, oh, can you come paint my house? And I'm like, that's not what we do. So it actually shows people, you know, a little bit more of like what budget you might need, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, because every time I see, I'm like, oh, I'm about to play. I'm about to figure out how much does it cost for this particular (laughs) room? Because this looks nice. And I think like one time I did, I did get off and I was like, oh man, how did I miss that? And I was looking around, I was like, oh, okay, it might've been this piece Mm -hmm. right here. That must've been the piece right there. So I really like how it puts things into perspective for people because now you know what your budget is or try to figure out how can I budget this into like being able to pay for this and get them out here to help me out. Cause I want this too. I want my house to look as good as this. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I love it. So when you started interior design, did you have any like role models or any inspiration? Yeah, I definitely did. I started off uh, following these, I think they're from Germany, mm-hmm. McCartsmill. I always get their name wrong, but that's their name on Instagram. And I would always just go on their page. It was, it's two male designers. And I would just look at how they would put patterns together and spaces together. And I really admired that. And soon enough, my real like role model right now is definitely Sid and Shay McGee from Studio McGee and mm-hmm. also LeClaire Decor now. It's not just the spaces they put together, but I think the overall concept of their business is what I'm trying to get Decorel to. So they don't get money just from, you know, designs. They have different avenues coming in. And it's so rewarding to see. She also didn't have an interior design background. And to build something so large, I mean... Shay McGee is like really, really well known. And she built this empire, you know, just with her husband. And they just decided they're like, oh, you know what? Let's just try it, you know? And I really love what they're doing. They have a YouTube channel where they show like kind of like uh, spaces that they've done. They do like house tours. They do shows on Insta IGTV answering people's questions. But what's greatest about them is they also have furniture. So that is one of my ultimate goals in life and they own their own furniture so it's very smart because in design we work with a design budget and a retainer and when you own your own furniture the retainer is usually the bigger amount right you give me a hundred thousand dollars to do your entire house and that money goes to paying contractors to getting permits to buying all the furniture everything that goes into the space but if I own my own furniture line and accessory line like a chunk of that money would also come to me. And I feel like that's how you actually grow in business. So this is the business side of me, you know, coming on. It's like finding different revenues to elevate your business. I don't have that mindset of I'm a designer. This is where I'm stopping. Like the the business side of me wants to grow this into an empire. I mean, I'm not going to stop until you guys see me on HDTV because I believe nobody 
on HGTV really looks like me. There's no African-born, right. Black-owned company on HGTV currently. And that is like one of my biggest dreams is to, you know, be on there one day. So you guys check me out. It's going to happen soon. <laughs> Well, look, I'm going to always be like, look, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. yes, yes. And I'm telling you, I'm a go-getter. So, you know, if, if I have a mindset of it, I do everything possible to get it out there. And it would be just nice to have that represented on, you know, a channel that I love so much. I would just love to see someone like myself. So, Yes, you definitely Thank have my you. support. I'm definitely over here rooting yes. for you and your team and waiting for you guys to be on TV. Because I'm always looking at the TV, like looking at yes. YouTube channels, looking at interior design things. I watch Mr. Kate yes. all the time. They have like interior mm-hmm. design all the time. They're like, oh, on a budget? Yes. I'm like, yes, you better get one on a budget I with love that. It. They're, <laughs> so. they're really good. And I love when they make over YouTuber you know, homes. I love when they do like $300 budgets. It's really, and they yes. build a whole career out of it. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they make it really like reasonable. Yeah. Like, okay, now I can go hire me and Terry Designer <laughs> too. So, um, and then I wanted to say, Athena Cauldron is also one of the people that I admire, and she's a little bit more kind of like the architectural digest kind of designer, and she really emulates my style. I mean, she has a, a coffee table co- book called Live Beautiful, and it's actually in front of me because I'm always looking at interior designs and. Her living room is basically my style in a picture. You know, if I had to design, and you'll see that, you know, in while I'm designing my apartment, that my personal style is different from what I do for clients sometimes. And yeah, I, I really admire her as well. She's a good role model. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good point. Because a lot of times when people are designing, you think that they're going to put what their style is mm-hmm. into your house and you're like okay well my style mm-hmm. is not your style we have two yes. different styles yes so, <laughs> you really have to get into the mind of that yeah. person like and really help them out and guide yeah, them so with us we call it a marriage so I don't like glam design so when I say glam I mean like you know like silver everywhere mirrors everywhere z gallery I don't like those designs there are designers who do that it's just not my style and I also don't do too traditional so I fall somewhere between contemporary modern but I like to add in my own personal style in my space I like a little bit of vintage in there as well and rustic so essentially I have to listen to you because it's your house but you also have to almost kind of match our like overall decorals actual style of like how we like to design homes so we have had clients where we're like yeah it's not gonna work but it's to actually help them too you know I don't want to come in and just take your money and you want me to do red everywhere and that just doesn't go with you know a lot of people hopefully listen to the input that we bring in after all that's why you hired me but it's essentially your space so majority of the time you know they've seen my work so they know where we fall in the realm of design and hopefully it matches up. But for the most part, I have to listen to my clients. <laughs> Some of my clients would, right. would, they would deny that. They would be like, Ellen, she's going to do what <laughs> she wants. But yeah, for the most part, they know that I'm doing this for you. So I take into account that when I reveal the space after months and months of hard work, I still want you to be like, my goal is to make my clients cry, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yes yes yes. like it just gives me so much joy with them you know us revealing the rooms to them and we don't show that too often we do record it just for our own purposes but Mm -hmm. it's so fulfilling to see 
someone come into the space and not maybe understand what you were doing initially, but then seeing it executed and to get very emotional. It just, it means I did my job well. And that's what we strive for. Yes. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So have you done residential more or commercial or do you do so we do we are majority a commercial based company but without saying Mm -hmm. too much I feel the tides shifting a little bit I have worked on a commercial company as well we also had to bid for a restaurant in midtown Manhattan which would have been like a really great opportunity albeit I was really scared and I'm my own biggest critic and I'm like, oh my God, can I do commercial? And I've dibble dabbled in it. But my ultimate goal is to be able to have the company split in two where we're doing both residential and commercial. But currently we are more like, yeah, I'll say 90%, 95% residential, even though we have done commercial. Okay. Yep. I love all these claims that you have. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm a hard worker, man. (laughs) It got me here. (laughs) So when you first Mm -hmm. started the business, what did you need to do in order to just start, start, like build your clientele? So we started in, we started January 17th, 2017. Am I right? 2018. Sorry. And I I will always remember (laughs) that day. And fun fact, I was doing my master's during that time. So I actually quit my job and I wasn't working. I moved back home with my brother. I mean, my story is like a whole, it's a testimony in itself, but I think I was at a very low point. And I remember my sister on the phone with me and she's like, what makes you happy? That was the question. And I said, I would love to design. If I could design full time, it would make me happy because I found myself on YouTube. I found myself finding out about different designers. I found myself on Architectural Digest, like just always learning. I didn't know what I was learning for. Right. And she's like, well, let's just register the company. That's all she said. She's like, let's just register the company. So we did that. We paid for that. And then we paid for our articles of organization. We paid to get our EIN numbers. And then she's like, well, you know, my sister is just sneaky. She's like, well, you know, and a friend of mine had a town home that she wanted to renovate. And she remembered that Mm -hmm. two summers or three summers ago that I had helped her with her backyard. And we were just casually doing it as friends. But she realized that I had a a niche for this. And so she's like, you know, Ellen, do you want to come help me do the, you know, townhome? Can you give me ideas of what to do? And I'll pay you. And that was the first time anyone had offered to pay me to do anything. Albeit, I didn't make, you know, not nearly as much as I make now, but it was an opportunity to do something that I loved and somebody was actually going to pay me for it. What? And I remember Mm -hmm. getting into my car and I got on Snapchat and I was like, I am officially going to become an interior designer. And I just put it on Snapchat and I just left it. I don't know why I just put that there. I started working on the homes. Everyone was following on my Snapchat. I didn't have an Instagram. I didn't have anything. And when we finished her home, we started Decorel.co on Instagram and I posted our first ever picture. It was her master bedroom. And I said, I'm excited to announce the start of my company, Decorel.co. It was literally just, let's just get up and register the company. And I was even going to offer to do people's homes for free. 
you know, to begin with. And so people would see that walk yeah. into her home and be like, who did your house? And I'm, and I'm telling you, I think in the first month, we already had four people's homes that we were going to do right after hers. And it was oh, just wow. one after the other, all of a referral. referral. And 99% yes. of our business is from word of mouth. We do not advertise. Yes. Of course. You walk into somebody's home. You're yes. Like, and it's, it's usually, that it's like, hey, I know this person. And I walked into their home and I was like, who did this space? Like, or it comes from Instagram, from seeing our, our space on Instagram and being and seeing like just our feed and seeing how consistent we are. And people just reaching out like, hey, do you think, you know, and it just grew into something I never, I mean, I never thought I would do this full time. And in that, in those years, I was still working. I never, wow. honestly, like, I, I don't even know how to articulate this because sometimes when I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, during this quarantine, I'm like, I don't have to report to nobody, you know, <laughs> I'm in yes. my home and I'm just like, am I supposed to be doing something today? And nobody's there to check me. And I'm like, wow, like you really, you know, and it, it amazes my family, my African family who probably expected me to be a, a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or something. So yeah, it, right. it just start. If you have an idea and I tell my interns, just, just start it. Get someone to give you an opportunity or just go to a friend and be like, yo, would you like me to just, do you have any, like whatever money you have, just let me do this space for you. I'm not going to charge you. But then when I'm done, I want to take a picture and right. post it. And it just takes one post, someone seeing you and then giving, you know, giving you an opportunity to do it again and again. And that's how you grow. Right. I know you're probably still in awe. Like, yes. oh, my God. I <laughs> and with the push of your yes. sister. Like, I love it. She's my backbone. And we are nowhere, Paris. We are nowhere near where we want to be. I am a dreamer. And I still feel like, you know, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, you get better and better. And I said... I don't think I get better and better. It's not a like overconfident thing. I think I just get budgets that are bigger. And so I'm able mm-hmm. to be more creative with my ideas and I'm able to really show like right. what I'm capable of. Yeah. Yes. I love how your sister like yeah. supports your dream. Cause a lot of times, you know, when you're going and you're trying to start your own business, families can be yes. very hesitant and they can hold you back from what it is that you are yes. destined to do. So just having that support alone is everything, especially when you're not in a place where you feel like you can do exactly what Mm -hmm. you're doing right now. Like you had all the tools, you were preparing yourself, you planted a seed, you manifested. So yeah, you were ready to get exactly where you are. For sure. And till now, she's still, I always accredit it to Yvette for getting Mm Decorale to like the financial state we're in. It's really all her because- when we started charging a certain amount, she's like, we're charged, we're going to start charging this. And I said, no one's going to pay. And she said, Ellen, if you don't charge what you deserve, you work for months and months, sometimes a year on these designs. And you deserve right. to get paid, you know, what you what you put in. And I, I go overboard and I'll be up at night, you know, in the middle of the night. Sometimes I'm on the phone with clients, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., yes, yes, looking for the perfect couch. <laughs> And that client knows who he is (laughs) and, you know, looking for the perfect couch and, you know, just to make the space what it is. And she's always been an advocate for us. And I think without her, I don't really, I don't know if, you know, we would get, I mean, my creativity gets me far, but I think overall as a company, she's a really strong backbone for sure. 
Yes. And having somebody just to bounce your ideas yes. off and make sure that they're in your corner and having somebody that has that integrity, integrity and just yes. in your best interest and not trying to walk over you and just use you for, you yes. know, your design. Because they could just take, she could just take all she, the yeah, money. Or, no, you it's, know. it's very, it's a very real thing. And it, it just works out that she's my sister. Because I'm like, if you try and do anything, I know where to find right. you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it really works out for us. You would think we would fight a lot because, you know, just sister bickering. But never with, um, never with business, ever. So it, we're really great business partners. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Personal <laughs> That's great. So as far as interior design, do you have to get a certification to become an interior um, decorator? Decorator, mm, so there's a certificate in decoration, so it's called a CID that you can get. I don't necessarily mm -hmm. know if it would help do anything. Now, as an interior designer, there's different stages, and I've kind of pondered with my team on this a lot, whether I even want to partake in that. It's literally like going to college. So it's almost a four-year, sometimes five-year program. And to get okay. into the national like interior design community and to be like a AA certified designer. And it's important when you want to get into like really high-end design. So like maybe Marriott has a new building, you know, opening and they want you to design. They prefer those certificate holders or those, you know, like certified designers but I think for me right it just our work speaks for itself and my sister is a full-time lawyer by the way and she advocates okay. for our business a lot so we get trade programs so trade programs are like you know different types of furniture you can't just go into a store and buy or go online and buy you have to kind of have like that exclusivity okay. you have to have you have to be a full-time designer. You have to prove your work. You have to have an EIN number, all those things. And a lot of those that we are part of, we actually don't qualify to be part of. But the lawyer in my sister, how she works, you know, she's <laughs> a strong Black woman. She ain't going to take no for an answer. She sends them, you know, right. our work. She's like, look, this is our account. This is our work. This is to let you know that we are a full-time interior design business. You know, my sister deserves to be on here just as anybody else. And 99% of the time they say yes. And, you know, I have a, a friend of mine who's a designer as well. And I've kind of mentored her through this journey. And I'm like, you know, just go for it. You can just ask them and see what they're going to say. But I don't necessarily think you need to be certified. I think in, in the future, would I consider it? I consider it all the time. But the way my schedule is laid out, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, right. I cannot think of myself going back to school for another four years. I'm turning right. 31. Yes, I just, I ain't got time. <laughs> I got to have these babies and, you know, <laughs> move my business on up. I think, you know, design, <laughs> I definitely encourage everyone that if this is something that you want to do and you're still young, I say just go for it and actually do right. it because you'll have so much time to be able to get all these certification hours. But for someone like me, who's a little bit more seasoned, I just, I just don't think it's necessary. And right now right. we're, you know, we, we would love to take design to Africa as well. So I honestly, as long as you are up to date on codes and your contractors are certified, you as a designer don't necessarily, you don't have to be. My clients certainly don't care whether I'm certified or not. Yeah. Right, because your work just speaks the value, so you don't yeah. need it. Okay, so but for the average Joe, you guys need to get certified. Yes. If you're younger, if you're older, then maybe yes, yes. <laughs> 
then yeah, maybe you if don't you're have definitely, to. you know, like in your 20s and you're thinking about this and you're like, oh, should I do it? Definitely go. It's kind of like going to fashion school. You have to spend those years. And then there's, I think there's three exams that you have to take. So it's a, it's a real, it's a serious thing to be, to have your, your AA certification. It's, it's a serious thing. And you'll see people who are part of the AAA club and all of those things. And I've worked with designers and shadow designers who had those. And I was like, look, I can do this. I can do this without having this degree. I have architects who are certified, contractors who are certified. I'm just here to give my collective opinion on how this tile should go here and this fabric should go on this wall. And it's up to them to make sure they're meeting codes and all of that. So I think once you have a good balance, you yourself don't necessarily need it. But if you can get it, if my younger self, I'd probably, I don't know if I'd drop my master's, but I think I would have done it congruently for sure. Yeah. Right. So what does AA yeah. stand for? American yeah, Association? Yeah, yeah, or- yes. You'll see that like, I'm sure like Athena or, you know, those people that I look up to, I feel like they probably are AA certified designers. Maybe designers that you see, like when you go to like a Ritz-Carlton and you see like the lobby or you go to like a Marriott, like an updated Marriott and you see the lobby. Those designs are done by those types of, you know, people because they just have a little bit more access to just different vendors that would take us a long time. Like we have a vendor list because there's so many people out there. But when you want to do work on an upscale level, you just need certain, you know, different people. But we're working towards it. And it, it certainly hasn't slowed us down by any means. But I think for them, it does have an upper hand. Sometimes they'll say, you know, there's a difference between people who have that certificate and people who don't. I don't necessarily find that to be true because right. Julia McGee has made a name for themselves and she did not start out as a designer whatsoever. She just started with her husband to do people's houses because they just loved how good of a designer she was. It worked out for her. Would you say it's hard to find a vendor like when you guys were starting off, was it hard for you guys to find like furniture vendors? Yeah, to work I would with? say I wasn't knowledgeable enough about the industry. I think for us, there's been a lot of, we've kind of failed a lot and learned along the way. And I think that's why I like interning because I'm right. able to give people information that I didn't have. And it's kind of an industry where it's like doggy dog. So some people are just not willing to share. Right. You know, like you have like the fashion industry or the hair industry. It's really the same thing with interior design. No one wants to really share with you how they got this mill worker to come put this space together. Like they're not easily forthcoming. So we've had to build our own database of people. And I also like to give, you know, I like to give Black people chances. So a lot of my vendors are Black. A lot of my contractors, my subcontractors are, you know, uh, minority people. So I give chances to people who normally wouldn't have a chance to do like an entire house, but in not just building it, but like designing it and doing something that's different from, you know, the normal just brick and wall kind of deal. And when you're putting together a design, do you guys use any type of software? I know some people refer to it as a mm-hmm. AutoCAD. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. No, no, if no, not, you're, you're you correct. Know, go ahead and correct me. Get it together. Um, when we started out, <laughs> I was trying to teach myself SketchUp. Now, let me tell you something about SketchUp. It is so intense. And, and a lot of designers actually have people in-house who do all their designs. So use an AutoCAD and it's something you have to be versed in. What I find works for me, and it's crazy because I think the bigger we're getting, 
the more we have to make changes. So we're part of mm-hmm. IV and IV hopefully is coming out with a software where you can actually design within the platform. But I still use Photoshop and I know people are going to be like, oh my God, what's, but my Photoshop skill, sis, it is A1. <laughs> I'm able to get a client to see exactly <laughs> what their room is going to look like because I've had so much practice over the years and I do almost 3D designs in Photoshop. And the great thing about that is anything that I'm using. So let's say I'm doing your living room. I put all those items in the space. So exactly the items that I'm going to buy for your space, it's what I use to design this, the room for you to visualize. And it really lets the client see, like, if you gave me this couch by itself, I wouldn't like it. But now I see what it looks like when you have the whole room put together. But it, eventually, I think we will have to move towards that. I think, you know, once my dreams get a little bigger and we're able to have, like, that office space and the warehouse in the back with all our goods and services will definitely, you know, need, I've, I've definitely looked them up a lot and like started to teach myself, but it's a very mm-hmm. intense, it's just, I wish I had more time <laughs> to, to do this. Cause I'm the only right. principal designer of Decorel. So I wish I did have more time to dedicate towards that, but a lot of designers do use AutoCAD. I know that for sure. Okay. That's impressive in itself that you're able to yeah. at least use Photoshop to make everything look realistic, to give somebody like a picture of what things will look like yes. once you design their space. <laughs> when you said, when you said, if I was going to create your uh, living room, I was like, hey, <laughs> how do you know which space I want her to create? I can read your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes. you'll be able to visualize it. And, and if people the- visit our website on our e-designs, all those were created by me. So it looks really realistic, but it's, it's fake. So, yep. So with the e-design, what would somebody So with e-design, every design is is a little bit different. But with our e-design, it's let's say you live in, I don't know, New Jersey, but you don't want us to, you don't want to necessarily pay for our transport and for us to come all the way to New Jersey a couple of times to do work with you. But you still do want to work with us. So I would do a virtual consultation with you. So via FaceTime, whatever it is, Zoom. And I would basically get an overall idea of the space. I would have you take measurements and I'd get to work. So what you get from me is a list of all, it's, it's called a proposal. So on the proposal is a concept design. And the concept design is like a visual of what the space is going to look like if you buy all the things that I recommend to you. And I also show you how to style it. So these are okay. the things that are on our website. When you when you go to the e-design tab, you'll see the room laid out. You'll see a bed, side tables, rug, all these things. And it's almost made to look in a 3D kind of form. And I would send you that, but along with that mm-hmm. comes your proposal. And it would tell you everything you need to buy, including the links to buy it. So essentially all you're doing is approving and just buying the items by clicking on them. And then you already have a visual of what the space is gonna look like and you just put it together yourself. It's kind of like a quick, fast problem solving solution for people who are a little bit outside of our service area, but also people who don't have enough to pay us for a full design. With the full design, you're completely hands off. I mean, we come, we install, we do everything, you know, but with e-design, you have to still purchase the items yourself, but I mean, it's as easy as clicking the links and purchasing them because you would have already seen a total of what each item costs. You have a link to the stuff. You have where it's supposed to go, how it's supposed to look. So it's the same thing as, you know, a full design, but I would say it's virtual where you, I don't ever come in contact with you and I don't ever 
you know, come into your space and put the space together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it may be a little bit more affordable for somebody that just can't yes. like afford the service or basically they're just like, okay, I'll yes. do it myself. I want to do it myself. Yeah. Do the whole yes. process yes. myself. <laughs> okay. Um, Cause I think I spent so much money picking out mm-hmm. items for my house. And then I was just not satisfied with the items that I picked. Yes. And I feel like that's a waste of money. So I, when I tell people about thinking about interior decorating mm-hmm. or interior designing, yes. you know, think about it as an investment instead of thinking about it, you know, like, oh, this is a lot of money to spend on someone yeah. to come in into my space and just put together things because I cannot Set, imagine yeah. how much money I spend. You're, you're going you're, you're to spend it anyways. And that's our motto. You are going to spend the money anyways. But the difference between e-design and us right. doing your space fully, because somebody might be listening to this and be like, well, then why would I pay you to come in and do all that when I can just get you to do the work and I'll just buy myself? Well, I get that. But the couch that you are going to buy for $3,000, I would get it for 2000 because I'm a designer. Okay. So when you hire us full time, you get the benefit of our trade program. So I, your money stretches further when you do full design and honestly, basically covers our cost at the end of the day. And you don't have to lift a finger. You save on your furniture. The basically, practically the savings that you get covers majority of our costs. And then you don't have to put the space together yourself. You don't have to spend hours shopping for the items. You don't have to spend months tracking the delivery and all those things. We do all that for you. So there's pros and cons, but I will say interior design is something that even though it's a luxury, I feel like everyone needs it. Nobody can sit there and tell me you don't want to come home to a beautiful space every day after a stressful week or whatever it is at work. And I mean, during this COVID-19, I bet you you're looking around your space and you're like, dang, I wish I could do my bedroom or I wish my bedroom was a little bit more homey. It makes a huge difference. And I've had clients, yeah, I've had clients tell yes, us, it does. you know, just coming home from work, it's just, it's a different feeling now. Exactly. Even now I find myself always downstairs in the basement and I'm turning, I <laughs> light my candle down here yes. and get my mood all the way yes. together, turn on my fireplace. I'm like, my friends always be like, this is the bougie <laughs> room of your house. I was like, yes, yes. you got to come to this bougie room, okay? And yes. get all your Instagram yes. pictures right yes. here I mean, in it's this just, room. It's, it's amazing what design can do. It makes an impact where people actually didn't think it would be. A lot of husbands are always skeptical, but then when they, when they see the space and they start coming right. home, I find that they're the ones who are like, yo, this really changed the game for me, you know? And it's such a compliment. It's a big compliment. Right. When you were building your team, how did you pick Let me out tell the you, I am, for your team? Like, I what am qualities blessed. were you looking for? I, I know how blessed I am. You know, we are Christians and I speak about God all the time when I talk about my business because it really is a testament. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always say when he creates a path, he will provide. And he, he created this path for me. And yeah. I think everyone who's been part of it, the worst thing that I had to suffer through was finding a contractor. And in the beginning stages, we were duped. We had crappy work and the work would look so bad that I would have to learn how to do the job myself and then do it because there's no way I can leave my client's house looking that way. Having a great contractor, like my contractor, Omari, I'm going to send him this podcast and be like, Omari, Mm -hmm. you are my back bone. 
you and my sister. And I honestly, like he, he is such an honest man and he's been with me for about mm-hmm. a year now. And we just worked so well together. He is respectful to clients. He leaves their houses clean. I mean, I think my clients love my contractor more than they like me, to be honest. I mean, he is just a joy to be around. And he's so calm and collected. And he works with his partner, Greg, who's also equally amazing. And they just build all my homes and style all my spaces for me. And he was the first person when I feel like when I got Omari, everything started to fall in place. Now, in terms of my core team, it's my sister. She manages all our legal affairs. She also does all our finance and contract Mm -hmm. work. So if you work with us, you have to sign a contract. It protects both me and you so that we both kind of make sure we're on the same page. Uh, Because after all, this is a business and I don't play. (laughs) We don't play. Right. So we make sure we are covered 100%. (laughs) You just know, you never know the heart of man. And so, you know, you might start out really well and then things go haywire. And, you know, we just want to make sure that we are always safe and my clients are always safe as well. And then my assistant, her name is Ida. She's actually my best friend and she does all our admin work. I know, I know, I don't know. I don't, (laughs) I just ended up with them. And she, she does all our, and I know that you shouldn't mix business with friendship, but for our team, it really works yeah Yvette is more of the facilitator she even pushes me around to be honest but she's the one who really I feel like runs (laughs) everything she kind of keeps me on my toes she's like Ellen you have a deadline make sure you meet it you know and I'm the CEO and she'll be like make sure you meet this deadline and then so I have three best friends we call ourselves the three amigos and the fourth member is Lola and Lola does all our procurement so that means once everything's been designed and you approve it she actually goes into the system and she orders everything mm-hmm. to your house, sends information about your shipping information, and then she balances out your retainer information in our in our platform. So it's a collective effort. And we have about five interns who, in exchange for helping us on install days, gets to pick my brain 100%. So they get to kind of figure out the ins and outs of interior yeah. design and not have to stumble as much as I did when I started my company. And my interns have been amazing so far and you know we've had bigger and bigger projects and to be honest to have people volunteer to even help us put the space together is a blessing I can't wait to get to a point where I can say oh we have 40 employees and you know right now we are oh one more contractor drew oh my god he would kill me he's also a great contractor He's someone who comes on <laughs> and helps us towards mm-hmm. the end of our project. So he puts up all our lights. He does like he does the smaller jobs of like putting up lights, wallpaper, those kind of things, putting in fixtures, like, you know, faucets and things like that. And he also okay. comes with us on install day because we quickly realized that what whatever could go wrong does go wrong on install day. You can have furniture that's broken. You can have mirrors who just won't go into the right. wall. You have crooked walls that just the wallpaper looks wonky on. So he kind of is there to make sure we're good. He figures out everything on install day so that I don't explode. So, I mean, and we're all black. Everyone on my team is 100% black. And I, I love it. Yes, that's amazing to have people that are honorable mm-hmm. and do work yes. to your expectation. Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's so important is doing work to your expectation because I hear so many horror stories about people who hire contractors so bad. and they bamboozle them. They take yeah. their money. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't never want to get into yeah. this business if they're going to take You my have money. to prepare yourself. Like, and it, <laughs> it's funny because I would be like, oh, I don't think it's that bad, but it's happened to us a lot when we started. And when we started, we didn't have a solid contractor. Right. We would just, oh, we needed a, a house painted. So we would pick up someone from Home Depot or something. Or somebody would be like, oh, I know this guy who paints. Let him come. I never do that anymore. I would never take the chance. And it's funny because we need more contractors because we're growing bigger. And I need extra hands to handle the volume of houses that we're doing mm -hmm. at a time. And I finally just found one again. But I had to go through a few people who... They talk a good talk. I mean, finding a contractor is like finding your husband. I mean, he's really the backbone of your company because I can't put up tile and I don't know how to lay floors and I don't know how to wire electricals through the wall and I don't know how to partition a wall. I don't know how to put plumbing in. I don't know how to do any of that. He does it. I just tell him. Right. These are the things. These are the tile I want you to put up. I want you to knock down this wall. This wallpaper is going on this wall. I direct and I design and he makes it a vision. So finding a great one whose work is quality and just amazing is a needle in the haystack. And But when you find one, you, it's a big relief, trust me. And we've been smooth sailing for the past year just having Omari and Andrew on our team for sure. Would you say in the future that you would like to teach others how to do interior design? Because I see that you have interns and you're teaching them, well, you know, giving them your advice and things like that and just telling them things yeah, that you Yeah, I would, know I would honestly love to do that. I think it's something that I wish I had. And my sister is very bold, so she's easily able to, like, email someone and be like, hey, how did you guys find this person? Or, like, who did you use for this? She She was really that person that would just reach out and do that. I'm way too shy in that context to do that. And I think what I provide to my interns or anyone that asks me for advice is being able to kind of shed light on places where I can't give you my whole playbook, but I can give you the beginning and chapters that help me get to where I am for sure. And those, those beginning chapters are the most important. It's like creating a foundation for your company. Right. And if they had to read like any books or seek expert advice. I know you mentioned the role models, but did you have any books that you kind of referenced or anything along the journey that kind of like stick out to you that you would recommend to anybody that was trying to get I'm like the most interior horrible design? interior designer in the world. Nope. I, <laughs> I'm a very, I'm so, I'm a, I am a visual <laughs> learner when it comes to design. I can watch an episode on like, so House and Home is one of my favorite channels on YouTube. And I also love, um, obviously, Studio McGee. And I also love Architectural Digest. I will look at a room that I love a hundred okay. times. I will watch the video. It really annoys my family and my friends. I can watch an inter interior design video a hundred times, not get sick of it. But I'm watching because I want to know why they thought it was okay to pair this pattern with this pattern, but it works. And I visually learn. And I know... You know, some people are better reading about it. But for me, I'm a visual learner. I would watch HGTV and I would look and I would, you know, I have magazines, of course, that we're subscribed to. 
from all the people who usually feature us, West Elm, Crate and Barrel, CB2, Restoration Hardware, One King Bling, Architectural Digest that comes to my home. And I will flip through and just kind of like understand. And lately I've been a little bit more like into research. So I will find a designer that I love. And I always have El Decor up on my computer in a tab because I just like to go through and learn new mm -hmm. designers, but then they do a lot of links. So this is like a little trick. They put links in, oh, with this beautiful armoire from blah, blah, blah. And I click on them and I'm like, ooh, okay, this is, mm -hmm. this is kind of in That's the realm nice. of clients that I'm dealing with now. They can afford this. And then I put it in my designs book because when I'm designing somebody's house and I want to find something unique, I'm like, I know people don't know this name. It's not somewhere like a regular person is just going to go right. and be like, oh, let me Google this person and, you know, go and find a light here. But I love that because then I'm able to get unique pieces that you just can't get up and get anywhere. But I also love all modern and using these overstock pieces. And so I'm like a high and kind of mid-range designer. And I like to mix both high end and low end stuff. But I'm a visual person. I think you know, who's.com, H-O-U-Z-Z. Some people will say house, tomato, tomato. But you go on house mm -hmm. and you see designers who show their spaces. And then, you know, sometimes they have affiliate links and you click on it and it shows you a chair that you saw in the space. And now you've learned something new, like, oh, this, first of all, you got to see the space and you got to see how visually it went with the chair they chose. But then you found the designer for the chair and it just, I grow my knowledge every single day. I do this every single day. People don't believe me, but I'm like, if I don't do something, design right. every single day, something's off. Something's off. Yeah, I need right. it. Yeah. I do want to take you back to the beginning when you first started. I meant to ask you this question, but I did not yes. ask you this question. In the first year, how much would you say that you made annually to or now. monthly? Yes. No, we'll just. I made Average. nothing. What would you say you made <laughs> I made. I mean, year? in term. I mean, to be <laughs> to be truthful, we made nothing. I went to my accountant recently, um, when we had to file our taxes for this year, and mm -hmm. the first thing he said to me was, "How'd you do it?" Because he remembered what we. I think our revenue was maybe twelve thousand dollars. I know that sounds insane, but oh, wow. maybe twelve thousand dollars. And to what? we filed this year is, I mean, drastic. And sometimes when I'm looking at like, you know, our platform okay. and seeing how much money comes in and out of our account, I'm like, I never thought I'd see this much money in my life. In my, my entire human existence. Exactly. I never thought, you know, we'd even just clients budgets in general, you know, we would start off with someone saying mm -hmm. our first house we did, I had $5,000 and I had to design the entire house. I mean, I had to paint the whole house out of that $5,000. And they had no furniture in their dining room or their living room or their bedroom. Oh, wow. I don't know how I, I did it. Imagine. I had to make <laughs> Ikea with, I had to go in store to like, I think Value City. We got like the bed from Value City and the couch from Value City. And then a little bit of creativity with like me painting the walls, certain accent walls myself. And then I got, you know, a painting contractor to come and, do a deal for us and paint the house under I think maybe like around a thousand dollars so really I had 4k to work with I went to like the sales department and found right. a dining table it had a little chip on the corner but I was like I can make this work they only had chairs I remember and I kept the chairs 
And to having $5,000 to now having tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars to work on maybe three spaces, it makes a huge difference. I mean, the, the amount of freedom you have in choosing and knowing which places you can shop at it, I mean it makes a huge difference but in, when we started out revenue wise we made like I think we reported like 10 12 13 maybe max thousand dollars I mean that's still good for the first with year. zero and some people come we out with we didn't zero, zero dollars out, but we've been year. on an incline and <laughs> so. like an increasing incline and that's all I want to see I never want to flatten out I mean, this ain't COVID. We want to keep going, you know, in terms of this. I really want to make sure, like, we're always growing financially as well. I'm a go-getter, so I in no means feel like I am where I need to be. And it's just not an easy thing when you have to pay yourself full-time, but you also have to pay contractors, and you have to pay a team, and you have expenses as a business now, and it's a scary thing. And then when, before I quit my job, I was like, oh my God, am I, what, what am I going to do? And it was only meant, yeah, it was meant to be a few months <laughs> and months turned into months and months and months and we're still here. So it's all honestly glory to God, but we didn't make much our first year. We weren't in the red and that's all honestly that matters in your first year because most businesses fail in the first year. So trust right. yourself, even if it's a thousand dollars that you made, in revenue, it is better than having nothing left in your account at all. So for us to come out with 13K, I was like, okay, I'll take that. And the next year, we like exactly. tens of hundreds of thousands quadrupled that. So it's definitely yes. a, a yes. different realm now. Yeah. And was the 5,000 like the cheapest or the lowest budget that you've ever had to work yes, with? Yes, for a whole house. So now that. we have a standard. So we have a minimum budget that a client can spend. So if you don't even have that budget, so okay. usually a client will book a consultation and in the consultation, you have a questionnaire. And in that questionnaire, it asks you what your budget is. And if you meet below our budget, and I think right now we've actually edited it so that you don't even have a choice. You have to either have our budget or up because I realized like some people would just, you know, take a piss and just hit that other button and put a thousand. And I'm like, ah, yeah, no, thank you. I can't buy your couch. You want to do your living room, ma'am? Where am I going to do that? Okay. If, even if I go on all modern and buy you a $700 couch, what else are we going to buy? A rug? And then that's it. You know, it doesn't make sense. So for the quality of design that we want to like keep and for, our reputation and I, I tell people that's how you grow your company is and don't feel bad about doing something like that because it means that you get better and better and better and so we every year we slightly increase our minimum budget like somewhere like Leclerc Decor that I look up to I, I think mm-hmm. your minimum budget spend for any room you do is like 12500 now I feel like that's like really high end oh, wow. and that's not where I want to get to albeit have we spent that in a room? Yes, we have yes. because we had a bigger budget, but we are far below that because I still want to make it affordable to people. I still want you to be able to have a nice space right. without necessarily going house broke either. So we have a minimum spend at the moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so on average, when a person is basically getting a room, are you going according to the square footage or what it is? I'm space? assuming you mean in our design fee and how much we charge. So we price based on how big the space is and what room it is and also what the work is. So mm-hmm. you can have a powder bathroom and it's smaller than your 
living room, but it, it can actually cost you more if I'm breaking down everything and we're doing it from scratch. It depends on your taste, mm-hmm. right? So if you're like, oh, I want it to look like the best powder bathroom in the world, I have to, you know, and I want to make it a little bigger than it is. All that factors into your price. If it has to do with anything, we make majority of our money through construction. So I do prefer okay. those kind of jobs because it means I can take fewer clients, but make more money, if that makes sense. So in a year, I can have 10 right. of those projects. We make more money because we have to work on those projects maybe the entire year. So throughout the year, I'm working on these 10 projects because construction just takes longer. Now, if we're just coming in and just designing the space, it depends on how big the space is. So one person's living room is not going to be priced the same as the, another person's living room. We do have a minimum charge. So it's the same as like your retainer. This is what we charge per room right. no matter what. So if you have like a small room and you want to do a nursery and we're not doing any construction, you're still going to pay that minimum. But if you have a guest room and you want to just, you want to paint, we have to route a new light lighting switch because you don't have a chandelier in that room or anything that has to do with some type of construction, we'd add a project management fee to the cost. So it, it changes from room to room. Yeah, I know that's kind of broad, okay. but the reason why I don't share our prices is because it's so mm-hmm. honestly different from client to client because the needs are just completely different. Right. And then the last question I have is, <laughs> let me get together my last question that's number one because <laughs> oh, I, on the average how many jobs would you say you Ooh, do monthly or annually question do I even know the answer to that I can tell you what we're doing how many jobs we have on our <laughs> roster now if that would give you an idea so I count okay. by room yes because for me okay. I design each room individually so it, it takes me maybe a week or two to do one room. And some clients are like, mm-hmm. oh, when am I going to see? And I'm like, "Woo, you're going to have to wait because it, take, it takes me a minute. Sometimes I change my mind. I look at it and I'm like, oh, let's see. Let's try this out. And I have to look at the, uh, so many different websites to find exactly the right rug or the right light. And it might not seem like it matters, but it does. So I know that when COVID right. started, I think we had 37 rooms active I know so basically I don't sleep (laughs) and it's (laughs) because we do whole houses and I love those because someone will hire us but they want to do the Mm -hmm. entire house or majority of the rooms in an entire room and we do it in phases so let's start with your living room let's start with your master bedroom we're breaking down your master bathroom so in total I think we had on our list about 37 of them current rooms Wow, that's impressive, and we're only I know April. Yes, it's a blessing. I tell people stay tuned because once you know this veil of darkness is like you know kind of eliminated, we'll be able to share more of the spaces that we have completed but haven't been able to post it. And I mean, I'm always working. I think having great help is the foundation of having a great business and having a great reputation. Mm-hmm. means everything you know I tell people design doesn't always work out the way you want it to you're gonna bump heads with clients we have you're going to find a client that you don't like we have you're going to find clients that you love instantly we have you're gonna have things break and they have to be shipped four times before they get it right 
we have. You're going to lose some money on the part of your own business just to compensate for, you know, a contractor making a mistake we have. So it's a business overall, but, and there's, you know, ups and downs, but we try to make sure our ups outweigh our downs. And we try to make sure that like our clients know and feel special. And ultimately, though I have 37 rooms, a lot of my clients will say that they feel like they're my only client. And I truly do appreciate that. As stressed out as I am, some people don't see the effort that you're putting into their homes. Some really, <laughs> truly, you know, understand and appreciate right. that when they text me, I respond right right away. And not knowing that I'm, I have 40 other text messages waiting from other clients. So, Yes, that's truly impressive. Mm-hmm. And it shows that you are able to multitask and... I'm going to be looking forward Yay. to all these reveals that you have going on. If the listeners want to follow you, you guys on Instagram, where can they find you That's spelled D as in dog, E-C-O-R-E-L-L-E dot co. And I would love for you guys to check out our work. We are a local business. We are a small business. We're a Black-owned business. So just, I mean, just coming on there and following us, we don't take any of your money unless you want us to. (laughs) But just, you know, support Black and small (laughs) businesses in general. Just come like our photos. It means a great deal to us. And we're growing organically. And we just appreciate everybody that takes their time out to follow us and like and share our work it's truly appreciated and people like Paris who you know kind of notice our small business and want to interview me and think I'm interesting I really truly appreciate that no I am so glad that you came on <laughs> and you disclosed all this information so we can get everybody on board yes. and get them an interior yes. designer in their house okay we want everyone's home to be as lit yes, as the home that I it. see on I your pages. It. You guys are always <laughs> welcome. I always say to clients, we are ready when you are. And if you guys did not catch her Instagram handle, I will have it in the description of the podcast. So you would be able to click it and actually go to her page. So I'll have the copy URL code yes. on there so you can find no. it. So yes. no question Please about find finding us. her. <laughs> Again, thank you again for coming. I truly appreciate it again. I appreciate you taking the time out to come and share yourself with the listeners. I think they appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Paris. This was amazing. And thank you for recognizing my business. It means a lot for, you know, anyone in general to appreciate the work that we put behind our business. And hopefully, you know, you guys got a little bit of insight behind the scenes. Yeah, I look forward to doing this again. When I get on HGTV, have me back on here so I can tell you about TV. (laughs) Yes.